Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 357 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Ham Shack, and uh, sadly, we have once again bypassed our deep dive episode because we've all been too busy and life's been too hectic and it's been crazy, 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 uh, sort of all over, uh, except for Bill, who's been clamping the last couple of times. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we will put together a short topic episode, and we will certainly get another deep dive out pretty soon because I know those are very popular, and... They actually provide real information. So, for our short topic episodes tonight, I am Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we should probably dive right in and talk about something we've been talking about over the last couple of episodes. It's the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo, which is coming up pretty soon, actually. Now it's, what, three weeks away? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, not uh, a little less than three weeks, actually, yeah, because it would like, be like three weeks from like two days eight, ago. Days <laughs> yeah, away, yeah. So yeah. we're inside yeah. of the three weeks. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Bill got his booth that he was uh, maintaining done, and I got our booth that I'm maintaining done. So that means the KTBSA and Linux and the Amshack will have a presence at the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo. Woo-hoo. And there is still time to get your free registration your free pass so you definitely ought to do that um yeah but there's only a few days left yeah it's real close now the july 24th which is what this friday yeah that's for the early bird prize incentives so if you're interested in getting in on that early bird prize list because this is going to run just like a regular ham fest they're going to have a prize booth and everything else um you want to get registered early and the deadline for the uh, early bird incentives is of course this friday july 24th absolutely you caught me in the middle of a drink yeah so. and they say don't <laughs> sign up more than once because they're oh, not really prepared it. to actually handle that <laughs> as far as i can tell because there is like warning signs all over the web page that says please don't click this link more than once so if you're already registered just check your email you should have received an email back if you have not received an email back then please feel free to sign up and only sign up once with one email address not 10 times because <laughs> uh, i like you guys email like to stuff sent. those little raffle booths <laughs> at hamvention and hamcation and all those other places that allow you to buy a zillion tickets and shove them in there <laughs> <laughs> so someone who's actually won something at a ham fest so yeah well, well it's not a hamvention though so no. no hamvention is really big your odds go way down at hamvention, yeah so. yeah so well, yeah, and i, I, and I tend stuff, to win so. all the stuff with local ham well you have fest, you have yeah. won certainly and i have not <laughs> so. you got all the stuff i won so yeah, shut. <laughs> yeah so by proxy you actually did yeah win. well there's still a 50 dollar awrl gift certificate somewhere i can't find so <laughs> did you lose it 
it's got to be around here somewhere. It just it's probably in that box of stuff I haven't gone through. Uh, Random so, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick the up one, the antenna book. The one nice one. thing I win, and he loses it. So, well, I won that um antenna and then promptly destroyed it <laughs> yeah i still have everything i've won so i'm talking on one of them i actually got this from tom's uh Ooh. podcast thing so i've had this for gosh yeah i don't know i think i got it from the huntsville ham fest he uh, had the you know be in the chat room and i, I happened to be there and Oh, I did win something in uh, one of Tom's things, but I wasn't there, remember? Oh, yeah, you won the uh, subscription to uh, the ham logger thing from the guy down the street. Oh, right, right, the Windows logger thingy, right, yep. Yeah, uh, so Can't no big loss what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> I just know you know him or something. I know of him. <laughs> of him, yes. All right, so let's move on to some amateur radio topics for tonight. And since this one came from Reddit, I'm going to let Bill deal with it because it's probably crap. It, it's Redified, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're trying not to get uh, stories from, uh, you know, Southgate ARC and stuff like that because, well, then we might as well say, hey, this segment is brought to you by the <laughs> Southgate, Southgate ARC. <laughs> right. yep. so, so yeah this is from reddit uh and this is introducing the youth group a database uh user km kxm zero z which is obviously not a call sign and i didn't take time to research it whether he has a call sign or not uh he says hi everyone i want to take a minute to introduce community to a new project i've been working on the youth group database located at uh, a url you can find in the show notes over on the illinois young ham club uh, the aim is to make it easier for young people to discover and connect with resources in amateur radio or adjacent to amateur radio that might be able to help, whether it be scholarships, structured events, larger communities, local groups, etc. There are a few large organizations in here already, but there are even more that are missing. If anyone knows of a relevant organization, it would be a great help to have it submitted at the submission form or just to hear about it so it can be researched manually. Thanks for your consideration. Hopefully this can be an, become an asset for people. Let me us know if you have any feedback. And the link to that over on Reddit is in the show notes. Very good. And speaking of links, I did want to mention, I, I noticed that we have had over 364,000 clicks to our shortened link. So, uh, wow, 364,000. That's pretty cool. That's quite a few clicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you for reading the show notes and clicking through. Well, it even just though we don't get that... anything from it, but we at least track your activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're not really tracking your activity, except well, Bill apparently yeah. is. But you know. I just happened to notice it when I was shortening some links. I was like, wow, that's a lot of clicky clicks. It just means people are interested in the things that we talk about sometimes, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess so. I should probably check and see exactly what are the highest ones. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, I, I think Hamvention is probably one of the highest ones. But yeah, if I don't even know how to get to the metrics on that thing. So if uh, if you figure it out. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, next story is more TTY V4 CW and Riddy Keir released on July 17th of 2020. The more TTY V4 is a fully assembled and tested keying solution that provides a miniature enclosure and a computing platform for three freeware keying programs K0SM's Tiny FSK Riddy Keir, K3NG's CW Keir, or W1HKJ's Nano IO Dual Mode Program. Unlike full-featured and more expensive hardware solutions for CW and Ready Keying that are widely available to amateurs, more TTY 
it or maybe morty i don't know is an inexpensive solution that depends upon the configuration and control features incorporated in popular logging and control programs this tiny box measures only two inches long and one inch square easy to lose the input end has a usb mini b jack to can mini b what the hell is usb mini b <laughs> <laughs> it's a mini b the mini connector i think like <laughs> like like yeah most phones that aren't USB-C. okay uh to pretty certain <laughs> to connect a computer and a three and a half inch trrs jack that's the one that has the uh, input on it too uh to connect a cw paddle the output end has a cw speed pot four leds for power the leds provide power <laughs> <laughs> sorry poorly worded indicate you're right <laughs> push to talk radio one and radio two transmit and a three and a half trrs output jack that provides ptt cw and fsk signals to your transceiver key features include fully assembled and tested cw speedpot standard on the more tty v4 or morty i don't know four status leds power ptt cwr1 or tdf tiny fsk cwr2 or nano io fsk uh new aux io feature for cw monitor tone or a push button or question 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 new simple plug and play installation operation dual mode cw and ready with fl digi and nano io two radio so2r two yeah two radio so2r radio yeah exactly uh operation with cw keyer uh and n1mm plus Standalone CW keying with inexpensive cell phone battery pack, small, lightweight, and portable for mobile field day and backcountry treks. Uh, it's got a rugged RFI-resistant metal enclosure, and it's flash upgradable and software reconfigurable. So there you go. And a link oh, to... Was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I meant to cut that whole list down for you. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was just going to... I was like, I'll put it in here. I'll read it. I'll figure whatever we can read in there later. But uh, but I think I think it, I think think you want to pronounce it Moritty. That sounds better. Moritty? I like Morty. It's, it's Morty, just Morty. Yeah. I don't know. I like Moritty. Moritty. Well, how is it? Is there capitalization or is it just like it is there uh, it's just like it is there so it's morty okay fine morty <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> until someone corrects me until w1hkj comes on and says no it's moritty dick <laughs> <laughs> yes please leave us feedback on the podcast <laughs> and i want to hear that recorded so use the uh, 190 what <laughs> 1909 there we or go we got it now 1909 lhs show there we go so i don't remember how i managed to get like a full seven digit something that meant something <laughs> you know uh, you're just lucky i guess i was lucky anyway it was early on in the probably the google phone days where you could just kind of get or google voice yeah, probably. Where you could get and say, oh, I want this number, and they'll look for it. And <laughs> it's like, give it to me in any in any extension. I don't care what country it's in. <laughs> yeah, except it's kind of not really correct because it's LHS show. So that it's kind of sort of quasi-redundant. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so we'll let Bill tell us about. Wait, can Cheryl do one of these? Yeah, she can do the next one. So you can do this one. Yeah, I'll do this really short one. And also mention that uh, I, I linked the most clicked link in our show, and it's linked to uh, the awesome self-hosted list that we talked about quite a while ago. And it has, just guess how many clicks that one has. 
Just guess. Um, lots. Yes, forty nine thousand four hundred forty one plus however many more people just clicked right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that so? That's the top one. That is the top one. The next, uh, the next one after that is uh, one on Linux kernel uh, five point three, and that's at thirteen thousand clicks. So that's not huh, bad. cool. The the third one, of course, is the LHS Live one. So that one, that one, I expect to be a lot more. But you know, you can wish and stuff like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to amateur radio topics. And uh, yeah, this is a short one. I, I just saw this video earlier, so I just want to pop this on here. Um, the IC705 Shack in a Box is reviewed. So for those of you looking at the next little QRP rig, and this one's quite quite fancy. Bob McCready, G0FGX of the TX Factor fame, reviewed. The IC705 HF 6 meter, 2 meter, 70 centimeter portable rig in pretty good detail and is posted online for your consumption over on the ICOM Europe site. And I'm not sure if that's going to make it into a TX Factor episode, or maybe it has and I just missed it because I don't really watch TX Factor. <laughs> I ca- occasionally catch it depending upon if they have a good topic and stuff like that. And of course, it's all on YouTube, so you can watch it there. You don't have to you know, be on you know whatever channels the Brit UK gets or whatever like that. But uh, yeah, it looked like a pretty good review. He had a, had a review unit there and uh, did a nice little video and made a, uh, you know, uh, I think he made a contact on, um, uh, what is that thing called? T-Star. Yeah, T-Star with it. <laughs> and played around HF with it and, you know, it looks really cool. It looks pretty cool. So uh, I'm 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 semi excited about it, even though I probably would never buy one. But <laughs> I got to wait for the IC703s to die. So uh, it'll be a while. Yeah, those are probably pretty rock solid. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> except they're so underpowered. But do you actually do a lot of QRP? I know when you yes. do like soda, you do. But like at home, you, you're not running QRP. Generally, when I run contests, I run QRP. Okay, so mm-hmm. you, so you'd fair. Do fair fair amount of QRP. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm guaranteed to win a plaque or a uh, certificate in in Montana. So, <laughs> if I compete with low power or high power stations, I probably won't win. But like, uh, I you know, I've got I got a really nice plaque for sweepstakes <laughs> sitting in my desk. Uh, I just have to put it up somewhere. So, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I I do all the contest QRP just because it's it's fun. Huh. Well, good to know. We have to try getting me. We'll have to try getting each other QRP somehow, like somehow other than uh, FT8. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have all the CW and voice contact uh, contests with it. So the only ones that are really hard to do are like 160. That one's really hard to do, <laughs> especially with a crappy antenna. You know, you get like a couple of milliwatts out. It uh, doesn't work very well, but uh, that's just because my antenna sucks. <laughs> but like yeah. all the resonant antennas yeah most of the time people can't even tell the difference because you know it's just booming in there the the icom uh, 703s have a really good speech processor in it so uh it uh yeah it makes the signal super punchy when it comes through and yeah most people are like yeah you're not on qrp what are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of a lot of audio getting out there all right cool well we have one more amateur radio related topic for the evening and we'll let Cheryl take care of it. All righty then. So the next topic is DX Engineering Virtual Hamfest and DX Academy. You can join the Elmers at DX Engineering and a host of Ham Radio Luminaries on Saturday, July 25th, 2020 for the first DXE Virtual Hamfest and DX Academy. Two online events combined into a full day of fun, learning, and drawings for DX Engineering gift cards. Both events are free, open to all. 
Once signed up, you'll receive a link to access the events in real time on the Zoom webinar platform, or you can watch live on the DX Engineering YouTube channel. The day kicks off with the DXE Virtual Hamfest, featuring presentations from top contributors on two on all bands, which is DX Engineering's blog site, and the latest news and answers to your questions about recent and upcoming products, including the RF Kit RF2K-S Linear Amplifier, sold exclusively in North America by DX Engineering, the RT4500HD Heavy Duty Rotator, and the ladder line surge protector. All right, very good. And a link to that information will be in the show notes, and you'll probably want to get signed up for that pretty darn quick since it's coming up this weekend. This weekend, yeah. So, and you can win stuff. Winning stuff is good. I don't ever win stuff. Well, no, I can't <laughs> say I never win stuff, but I. Can we just talk about this? this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's move on. Let's move on to open source. We'll talk about some open source topics tonight. And the first one is source code of COVID tracker Ireland app goes global with Linux project. You got to cut these titles down. Uh, since its launch, much more than 1.3 million people have downloaded the COVID tracker Ireland app. Are there that many people in Ireland or they're just really curious about Ireland? I guess. I believe uh, so which was developed to help track the future spread of the coronavirus. Now, the app has been chosen as one of the first two open-source contact tracing projects by the newly established Linux Foundation Public Health Initiative, L-F-P-H-I. Bill has now ran out of air. That's what happens when we start late. Bill gets a head start on his drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's 4.9 million people in Ireland, just so you know. Okay. Wow. Nearform, the Waterford-based company that developed the app with the HSE, has been made one of the initiative's seven premium members, along with Cisco, Doc.ai, Geometer, IBM, Tencent, and VMware. Under the project name COVID Green, the source code of the Irish app is being made available for other public health authorities and their developers across the world to use and customize. As part of the agreement, Nearform will manage the source code repository on GitHub. In its announcement, the LFPH pointed to the extraordinarily high adoption rate of the COVID Tracker Ireland app. And a link to that whole story, which came from Silicon Republic, will be in the show notes. Interesting. So. Sweet. COVID, 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 COVID. I had to put some COVID story in here. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we couldn't get by with it not mentioning it. Yeah, yeah, well, at least it keeps us from mentioning something else. So anyway, let's uh, move on. You already on. did that at the beginning of the show. I know. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about TrueNAS yeah, Core. Yeah, let's talk about TrueNAS. Yeah, TrueNAS Core will soon replace FreeNAS. Earlier this week, network storage vendor IX Systems announced the release of TrueNAS 12.0 Beta 1. Excuse me, I had to swallow, <laughs> which will <laughs> replace FreeNAS later in 2020. The major offering of the TrueNAS core, like FreeNAS before it, is a simplified, graphically managed way to expose the features and benefits of the ZFS file system, or ZFS, sorry, uh, to end users. Uh, in the most basic environments, this might amount to little more than a web front end to ZFS itself, along with the Samba open source implementation of Microsoft's SMB network file sharing protocol. 
Although this might be sufficient for the majority of users, it only scratches the surface of what TrueNAS Core is capable of. For instance, more advanced storage users may choose to share files via NFS or iSCSI in addition to or in place of SMB. Additional services can be installed via the plugins utilizing FreeBSD's jail containerization facility, and the system can even run guest operating systems by way of FreeBSD's Beach Beehive virtualization. Sorry, that word kind of looked weird. Beehive virtualization system all managed via web interface alone. True NAS Core will be what FreeNAS is now, the free community version of IX Systems NAS network attached storage distribution. End users and system administrators who are looking for paid support can download FreeNAS or True NAS Core ISOs directly from IX, burn them to a bootable optical disk or thumb drive, and install them on a generic x86 hardware, like any other operating system. And that came to us from Ars Technica. Well, I might have to finally upgrade because I'm still using like a, some outdated version of FreeNAS, which is still working. So. <laughs> it's like the only BSD I use right now. Yeah. Yeah. If you got a system that you're just doing NAS stuff on and you're not going to do anything else, it's perfect. You know, it's, it's really what you should be using. But as soon as you go on and like, oh, I want to you know, host stuff and do a bunch of other stuff in that same box, eh, you generally want to walk away from these things because they're, you know... Typically, one one trick ponies. I mean, yeah, you can uh, you know spin up a, a virtualization container and stuff like that in there, but I don't know. Do you really want to do that on your network attached storage device? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. And and I'm just using it for true NAS functionality. So yeah, we run Minecraft server on our NAS box. So <laughs> <laughs> stupid, That's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's running Ubuntu. So <laughs> well, just running Minecraft in general is stupid. So, <laughs> well, you know, my, my kids like it, so uh, you know, keeps them playing less, less, I don't know, dumb, dumber games. Like <laughs> I just, I, I never, never got Minecraft. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, it's funny because like all three of my kids play together on it and the, you know, of course they're from 22 to 12. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool to see them all playing the same game together. It, it's really neat. All right. So anyway, we have one more open source topic, and it's a short one, so maybe we can have Cheryl get down through it, and it looks like it's uh, reasonably readable. It came from a British source, so it must be readable. Yeah, well, it depends on who put it in there. <laughs> well, but Bill put it in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, the odds are uh, in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I can try to, like, get through it. Yeah. So anyway. Our next story is ReactOS hits a milestone, actually hiring a full-time developer. The open-source ReactOS project has marked a major milestone by hiring a developer full-time at near-market rates. I wonder what that means. He makes more <laughs> than 10 being cents underpaid. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly more than completely outsourced to you know some random island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, Victor Per uh Perivertkin, sure. guessing sure <laughs> worked for three months on developing the storage stack which the team says is a long neglected piece of react os the aim is to fix kernel plug and play bugs improve scuzzy support and usb storage support and achieve better compatibility with windows storage drivers that said the announcement of a paid uh, developer 
while a small milestone by the standards of major open source projects, is evidence of some demand for React OS. And the story came from the register, and the link will be in the show notes. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. That. Yeah, I haven't messed around with it in a long while, <laughs> but it's always interesting to kind of circle back and and look at it again. So, uh, yeah, this is really uh, it's good news for them. Uh, obviously, they're get, getting traction and having some you know possibly sponsors pick up the tab for getting a full time developer, even if it might only be for a few months. But uh, you know, hey, it's better than nothing. Absolutely, and it means they might have some cohesive code going into the project because if you've got a full-time paid developer then obviously they can focus on the project and usually do things well as opposed to someone who's just kind of uh jacking around and (laughs) pushing stuff up to github (laughs) so all right we only have apparently one topic in linux linux in the ham shack for this evening but that's okay it's an interesting one and it's i saw another story that i was going to put in here but it was about uh how SDR was going to kill amateur radio. And I was like, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's emboldening it. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Bill, tell us about SDR plus plus. Yeah, sure. I saw this uh, linked uh, over in red, Reddit again. Sorry. Red hat. <laughs> red it. <laughs> so yeah, this is the first public alpha version of SDR plus plus has been published. SDR plus plus is a cross platform and open source SDR software with the aim of being bloop free and simple to use. And I, and I believe what they mean by that is it's not GQRX on Linux. <laughs> and it's slightly less bloaty than SDR Sharp in Windows. So this is kind of like the hybrid. It's sort of like SDR Sharp Lite, and supposedly it will run on Linux. Um, so yeah, the current release has binaries for Windows, but is supposedly buildable in, in Linux. I didn't put air quotes on it because you couldn't read it anyways if I typed it, but there are air quotes there. It's buildable in Linux. Uh, the author, Alexander uh, Ruma, would like you to take it for a spin and report back any issues. For Linux users, there aren't specific instructions at this point, but it looks like the only thing you'll need extra besides the source is SOAPy for uh, all the SOAPy SDR modules and stuff like that. So uh, if you've already built some other, you know, thing like GQRX, you're still going to need soapy for it. So, um, and one user on Reddit has already done this and is working on an AUR package because he's an Arch user. So, why are these Arch users out in front? This is this is horrible. <laughs> so, anyway, this looks uh, it looks promising. I I did download it. I did not try to compile it. I, I did run a quick uh, you know cmake <laughs> dot dot and then you know make and watch it crash and burn but uh but of course i, I don't i didn't have uh, a link to soapy and stuff like that so i'll probably play around with it some more and you know uh, maybe in a, in a future episode we'll talk about this maybe when it hits a you know a real release candidate or something like that and uh the instructions are clear and simple for everybody else to uh, kind of build out uh, but there you go, SDR plus plus something new to look at in the SDR world that is destroying ham radio. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> it's making it awesome. Almost every every HF radio now is an SDR of to some 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 part. <laughs> some part of it is. So right. we should see your RTL SDR. There's no excuse. There's, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing something wrong, Tony. I'm sorry. And speaking of Tony, we should probably mention those in the chat room, huh? 
We probably should, but I usually do that after the social media round. Oh, you do. That's right. No, I'm out of order. Oh, no, I was yeah, thinking we were coming to an who's, end. Uh, who's Completely tr- screwing stuff right. up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> At least God, there's not much of a social tonight. media roundup tonight. Jeez, I don't know. Uh, least, no, if we didn't have our donors and subscriptions, we would probably be... Uh, you know, five words and we'd be done. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. Luckily, we have some donors and some yeah. subscribers. So, uh, Cheryl's going to tell us who they are. I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, you are. And you probably need to speak up. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for this time, our Patreons are Richard Gordon, Andy Webster, Cubicle Nate, Darren King, David Jakeway, Donald Gover, Douglas Redder, Ernest Stallis, Herb Garcia, John Spriggs, Peter Caffrey, Paul Griffith, Randolph Smith, Robert Pitt, Samuel Vine, Steve Metcalf, Steve Saner, William Heckelman, and Jonas Rula. For our subscriptions, we have Robert Black, Randolph Smith, Robert Halliday, James Lewis, Fred Cole, Michael Burdak, Alan Wilson, Ronald Ike, Michael Connolly, Steve Biella, Jim McKenzie, Dylan Engel, Johnny Kinsey, Robert Yerke, Bill Piotr, Darren King, Thor Wiegman, Todd Bowers, Kevin Ivey, John Clark, Bill Collins, Jeff Zimmerman, Tony Coberly, Roger Pereira, Jeffrey Boris, Michael Carey, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling. On Facebook, we had Frank Fitchtel join us. On Twitter, we had at Type11Error. YouTube, we had SleeplessCDN. And no mailing list and no merchandise sales this week. Yeah, that's true. All of that is true. And so now we go back up to the top and we can talk about the folks who are with us and listening to us live and chit-chatting about various things in the chat room tonight. We had to talk about various Raspberry Pi projects and, I don't know, NAS storage. What else did they talk about in here? Morty or Morty T-Y or Moridi or whatever. Or And there was talk about Awesome and the cancellation of the next KTBSA or the next uh, Boy Scout Jamboree and other stuff. So should I, should I pose my uh, question to the group and let them debate it out that I mentioned last night? Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. But. I, I said last night that I sincerely doubted that hamvention happened again next year oh so what are you going to ask them whether or not they whether think they it's going to happen or not well, yeah go for it mm. see if what's see the over under on that let's see <laughs> <laughs> i just unless of things calm down severely with the, you know because i'm getting updates on stuff at christmas time that's being canceled and i'm like wow we're still five months away people yeah so yeah well i think it's a, it's probably a little different for them because the early cancellation, although it impacted a lot of stuff, they have a contract with that fairgrounds. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, they're they're pretty much in it to win it, right? <laughs> um, as long as there's not you know restrictions, I think they would be able to get away with it. But like you know, they were dealing with municipality restrictions and everything else, you know, between Dayton and Zinnia and right. Green, Green County and and you know all the various counties surrounding that and stuff like that. So, well, and they were also uh, dealing with countries since there is a yeah. lot of people coming in from Europe that were basically yeah, saying, "No, you're not going anywhere." Like yeah. That. So um, next year, I don't know. I mean, I'm I I would I would probably guess that it'll be there no matter may not, what right may not be well it may not be the hamvention of last year you know where right. they hit thirty thousand or something like that right something like that right um 
but yeah, I, I would I would assume there as long as nothing drastic occurs, even with all the cancellations we're seeing, just because they already have the space, it's not like they're getting out of a contract for it and stuff like that. Right. At least I I'm not aware of anything. Anything. That, right. Yeah. You know, like you know, events are easy to cancel that are you know kind of pop up events. Right. Where you where you're like, I have a conference. I'm I'm renting, you know, the Marriott in downtown Chicago. You know, I can cancel that up to six months out without, you know, well, with only Penalties. being like a minor penalty and stuff right. like that. Um, where if they go beyond that, you know, they're talking, you know, 140, you know, $200,000 that they're, you know, out because they, you know, cancellation fees get really, really high. So, yeah, I could see people now six months out canceling stuff just because of how, you know, you know, you know, acquiring those facilities. Um, it would, would, it would impact, rather be should, safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah. should. You know, something excessive occur in the area, which, you know, screws up travel and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Don says we can have Hamvention, but no Floridians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, trust me, the way things have been going in Missouri around the Lake of the Ozarks, you don't want any of them there either. So. <laughs> They're all licking each other over yeah. there. It's pretty gross. You don't want to go anywhere near that lake. That's just a <laughs> bunch of lickers. <laughs> my brother is actually yeah (laughs) my brother's supposed to be here next weekend and he's you know coming in with friends and he was like so i want to take him up to the lake because that's where he grew up and i'm like are have you lost your mind so as i was driving to walmart tonight i was like that is a bad idea that is a really really bad idea you should not do that (laughs) he's like well all right maybe you're right (laughs) so I was like, we have been on the news. That is not a good thing. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you're on the news, you're, it's not a good thing. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I was just about to type in what uh, Bill typed in. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to come back. I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, we were going to mention the folks who were in the chat room, and then we kind of got sidetracked. But let's go ahead and do that now. We had Don, KC9ZMY, Tony, K4XSS, Ted, WA0EIR, Steve, K7HVT, Jonas Rulo, Dave, VE5UO, Don, KB2YSA, Tom, N4, and Darren, VK6EK. <laughs> so. Poor Darren is like, eh, Darren. <laughs> And I was going to also mention that uh, we got uh, 186 people in the uh, in the Discord now. We need lots more people in the Discord. Yeah, we only have about once you take away all the duplicates, about seven over in IRC. So we're doing good on the transition to Discord. Now we just need to grow the Discord some more. So, yeah, please, if you're in Discord or you're listening to this, get get on our Discord. Uh, tell your friends about our Discord. You know, we're chatting in here. Yeah, pretty much every day. I, I, you know, once in a while on the weekends, it gets a little dry because everybody's busy doing their stuff. But like during the week, you're going to see quite a bit of traffic and people talking about random things. So, so definitely join us on Discord. We have uh, obviously a short link. You can just go to our website and, you know, you'll see the link there. And of course, we'll mention it again in the outro. Absolutely. And we're trying to build it up and make it something we, we sometimes do like, like if we're working on a project, we'll have a screencast or a video cast, or we'll just have a video chat or even just an audio chat. And the discord has access to music and ham radio utilities and all kinds of cool things. So join the discord, do it. You know, you want to, <laughs> and it doesn't cost anything. It's free. 
All right. Well, that being said, I think we have come down to the end of this program. We have done all the topics. We have mentioned the folks in the chat room. We have wrapped up the social media roundup. And that means Linux in the Ham Shack, episode number 357 is in the can. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll join us for the next one when it comes around. It's going to be a weekender, and it'll be a lot of fun as usual. So until then, I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, and E4RD73. listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QR1. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamper. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.